right. Okay. Is it official? Yeah, it's official. Let's start with a random question this time. I have an idea. What is your, what's your go-to studio food? Food's important to me. Food is uh, more important to me than, than music. This is actually a really... So any single time, because of the location of where we're at, because we're in Hollywood and sure. everything, I guess we it's have affected by of, restaurants. It's yeah, certainly. Yeah, what's nearby. Uh, but my number one choice, like whatever, no matter what's going on, my number one choice will always be tender greens. First okay. thing I always go to because... There is nothing worse than that 8 p.m. slump when everybody yeah. orders burgers. Oh, it's true. And then you get yeah. back into the studio and everybody's just like, Ugh, Dude. we waited too long to eat. And I'm very big. So whenever Jake Reed and I work together, the, it's so funny. We'll get, we always start at like 10 a.m. whenever we're doing drums. Sure. Yeah. And at like 10.30, once we have the drums all set up and yeah. sounds and everything, he's like, so should we uh, talk about lunch every single time? <laughs> That's my kind of guy. He's always Jake's my kind of guy. Yeah, he's like, what about you? What do you? What's, what's your uh, food? Gosh. So I'm not. I guess it varies depending on where you are. Before, uh, like in the Seattle area, when I was out, like because these days I'm at home most of the time. Um, gosh, like sessions were always bringing Chick Fil A in. Chick Fil A is very popular. Yeah. Yep. Um, Funny and, story, Kelly Rollin from, yep. from Destiny's Child. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of Destiny's yeah, Child. She, they were like this thing like a little while ago. <laughs> anyway, she when she used to record here, I, I, I engineered for her a bunch back in the day. When she used to record here, uh, part of her like rider, I yeah. guess, yeah, yeah. is that when she shows up, they, you need to have like two pounds of Chick-fil-A ice. Really? Only Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A Chick ice is You cannot dope. have any other ice. It has to be. So we have to send somebody yeah. to Chick-fil-A yeah. to get two pounds of Chick-fil-A ice. This isn't a Chick-fil-A ad, but Chick-fil-A sells their ice. Like, that's a thing. Right, She's not just right. crazy or that's not just, like, demanding, although it's a little bit demanding. But they can, you can go buy yeah. bags of ice. Like, you yeah. can walk up right now. It's like a menu item. Uh, yeah, so Chick-fil-A. There was a dope, really solid teriyaki spot across the street from the studio in Seattle. Uh, it was in Tacoma, if anyone knows the Northwest. Um, and that's, like, really popular up there. And it was, like, top tier. That all the time. Late night, uh, a sugar-free Red Bull and some gummies. Ooh. That's, like, it's like road trip. If you've been in, of course, you've been in a million late-night sessions. Yes. Surviving a late-night session or even overnight, which was a large part of my life, it, that is no longer. Now, yeah. Now I'm, like, I'm on dad hours. So I'm, like, in bed by 9 or 10 <clears throat> and then up so ungodly early. Um but surviving a late night session is much like surviving uh, surviving a long road trip. Right. I don't know if you found that. Yeah, They're yeah, very, very similar. Very, yep. very important. So a little bag I of gummies, some sour, a little sugar-free energy drink. I, I am the type of guy, and I have been my entire career, that you can call at 10.30 sure. and, and, and for a session that starts at midnight. Yeah. And I'll be like... <laughs> Yeah, I can make it, you know, yeah. and like, and I'll go like, so I, I like, I show up to sessions. Sometimes I show up to sessions with nothing and then it's yeah. just pounding coffee all night For long. For sure. Yeah. But I have, um, I have an incredible ability and I've, I've never really met anybody that's like, I, I don't, I don't need to sleep sure. at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to sleep. I could stay awake for days if I needed to. Like I, like I want to sleep sometimes, yeah. and like you know, I get tired and everything, but I can power through it it comes from a military days sure, because like being true for you. back in sense. the day it was like you know when we first went into iraq in 2003 like we literally we you know we'd be awake for like a week Craziness. we'd be awake for like a whole week you get like an hour of sleep here and there ridiculous but mostly awake the entire time yeah. just like you just gotta you know it, it, there's i don't know i i don't really know what 
part of my brain is like it, like it's 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 probably the part yeah. that doesn't do well with taxes and like accounting <laughs> that's like been shoved out so that sure. I could just be like yeah fuck it let's let's stay awake for six days it'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. But I've done a lot of like uh, especially starting out where it was like you know if you're doing a if you're doing a twelve hour day. Let's say, you know, normal recording yeah, session yeah. for here is like a 12-hour day. If you do a 12-hour day, you need to get there probably two hours beforehand for setup. Sure. You know, if it's a big yeah. tracking session, oh, drums, yeah. you know, yeah. full band or whatever, uh, you're there two hours early at least if you weren't here the night before to yeah, set up 100%. as well. So you're there two hours before and then probably at least an hour or two after the session's yeah. over. So that 12-hour session just became 16 for hours. Real. So you got... Eight hours to drive home, probably in the worst part of LA traffic. Yeah. Normally, yeah. you know, like doesn't yeah. matter when it is. You'd be going home at like like two o'clock in the morning, and bumper you just fuck, yeah, it's yeah. bumper to bumper because a Lakers game just went into like yeah. triple overtime. You know, and you're like, damn it, oh, this is the worst. So, uh, so I was there was lots of times where I was, you know, four or five hours of sleep a night. Yeah. So, man. Which brings us to uh, today's subject. Lead us into the real, the real topic. You're which blessed. is, you're a lucky man, by the way, to have Tender Greens close by. Oh, God, it's kind of a so bougie. Wonderful. If you're not from LA, it's not a fancy restaurant. No, it's but like it a, is a fifteen dollars salad. Yeah, or it's whatever, like fast you know? casual. But it, it, what they do very perfectly. It's good quality. They do, it, you know, it's it's a it's a type of lettuce, you know, like romaine or 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 the the butter lettuce or like whatever. They have like different salads. Basically, yeah. they have like three different salads of different lettuces, and then a protein. You yeah. can have salmon. You can have the, chicken, chicken. You can have oh my so god, dope. it's so great. And if you if you do that, like this is a, a real tip for people who are putting their stuff together, getting studios like. When you when when the question comes up, what should we get? Yeah, find a good like sweet greens or sure. tender greens yeah. or like find a good salad place like that. Nearby. Yes, we have both of those lucky. within a block, really, like yeah. two blocks, I think. Yep. But it's like if you have that, you will keep everybody fed and not sluggish. Like yeah. a, a yeah, good salad when you're having musicians playing and everything. Yeah, keeping them in the right place is so important. Dude, the food hangover is real. I know we're supposed to start the real topic, <laughs> and I'm going to give it back to you. But I actually saw this was now months ago, but I saw this John Mayer little clip from an interview, and he talked about dinner being the song killer. Right, and it was this exact topic. Right, you get deep into a day. It's five or six. You start to get a few guys looking at their watches, like, what's for dinner? And everyone's hungry. I've been there. I'm hungry yeah. all the time. Food is more important to me than the music itself often. It's sad, but it's true. Uh, but you know what it's like to be so close to the idea. You're just about to kill it. You're like, take four of five, and five is going to be the magic one. But you got to stop for dinner. And then dinner will just shoot the whole night in the foot. See, this is, what, this is what I always do. I always, like, uh, this is actually a great topic. I'm glad we're just, like, diverting here onto this. Sure. This is good. This is my trick, all right? I I tell when people start talking about food, yeah. I say, all right, hey, what, this is what we'll do, all right? We'll order right now. Yeah. We'll start this song. Yeah. All right? We'll get maybe five, six takes in. Yeah. And then food will be here. When food gets here, we'll go eat. Yeah. And then we'll come back and just see if after food, we do one better sure. with the energy. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And usually, the last one before the food is like the... Fuck it, we'll just do it again. We'll, sure, we'll do it again. Sure, yeah. But the one when we come back from food is always, and then yeah, maybe one more after that yeah, yeah. to like get that, like, okay, we messed up some stuff. Here's what we were supposed to fix. Or yeah. whatever. But that one right after that, oh man, that's the a ordering, winner. The ordering of food is a good, like, it puts kind of a stop to the, like, your stomach's demand for food. Right. It's a good tactic. Yeah. So you appease Keeping everyone. People, 
order it, but then you can keep working. It is so essential, and people don't understand this. Is like when you're really doing a lot of sessions, like you could ask. This is a a funny. Like you could ask any runner or any assistant Mm -hmm. at this studio. You know, like, hey man, what's good to eat? Yeah, they're not going to tell you what they like. Yeah. Not at all. Never. Yeah. They're going to tell you what they know are winners. They're sure. going to be like, yeah. Al Wazir is the best Mediterranean in yeah. town. Yeah. Uh, Tender Greens is just down the street. Yeah. You know, we've got, you know, like they'll name off three things that are close. Yeah. One thing that's like crazy, like Katsuya. Sure. You know, yeah. like, yeah. oh, look, and Katsuya is right there if you're looking for some sushi yeah. or sugar fish is right there if yeah. you're looking for some, you know, and then they'll give you like the go-tos, like the Tender Greens, the yeah. Sweet Greens, like that stuff. Because... Like they're smart too. You yeah. know, it's like they know if you if if first off, if if you if you get like the like sometimes this is what happens is you know, it'll be six o'clock and someone's like, Yo, let's get Bossa Nova. Yeah. It's like Bossa Nova's in West Hollywood. You're sure. talking the about day's over. The yeah, day's over that's if we a go. forty five yeah. minute drive there. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. guys are And if it's six you won't be there till seven. Gets, you're eating till nine. And then it nine. gets back, and it's yeah. cold, and everybody's mad, and the food yep. order's not right. There's one thing wrong, like yeah. So that I, really, that will actually transition into because some of the only failures I've ever had in the studio have come <laughs> from poor planning of food, which are outside. Because there's nothing worse in the entire world to me than when an artist orders something. The main artist, yeah. You know, the the the, the singer, the yeah. boss, the yeah. guy. And he's the only one whose food doesn't come correct. Oh. That is the worst. But to transition from that, yeah, tell what, we're what we're talking, really about, talking about today is failure. Because it's something that we've all, we've all had. We've yeah. all had failures. It's, it's impossible to avoid. It's impossible to, to not have. A, now, I will say, when we start this conversation, I've never had a session that didn't happen. Sure. Yeah. It's Always happened. Yeah, if always there, figured it out. There was yeah. never a complete failure. But I've had some massive failures outside of the studio, yeah. for sure. And I've definitely had, uh, you know, mini failures inside every single yeah. session. There's lots of mini. And, and I think um, the, the topic of this discussion, why it's so important to me, is because, uh, you know, I, I, I think I said this maybe in the introduction uh, uh, podcast that we did, but to me... Many, most engineers are, my joke is that we're failed musicians. You know, we failed at a different thing. Now, what it actually is, and what all of this is, anytime you fail, is a direct pivot. You know, it's like being prepared to pivot from where you're at to make a decision that will benefit you, you know, however it is. I have many failures on sessions all the time where it's just like, oh, like, you know, uh, in fact... Uh, just last week I had this session here where the assistant showed up late. Uh, we were doing drums and full band tracking and everything. The assistant showed up late. There was two other sessions in the building that were full band tracking as well. Wow. Yeah. And they had, they were long, they were like both going a week long. Yeah. So they had all the microphones that I requested. Oh, wow. I got in here and it was like, they were like, yeah, you can have... And now, to be very fair, there were still amazing choices. Like, yeah. instead of using C12s as my overheads, I had to use 47s as my yeah, overheads. Fine. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this is bullshit. i got to use these 47s. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, and on top of that, you know, like we had a series of, you know, the assistant showing up late and, and the things happening. It was just a confusions thing. But, it, it, you know... That could have very easily tanked that session. Yeah, yeah. Could have very easily 
the clients could have started getting upset. You know, it's like when you're looking at your watch, especially in a building like this, and you're paying, you know, $200 an hour. Sure, yeah. $300 an hour, $400 an hour, if you're talking about the drummer, too, and sure. all, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're paying a lot of money yeah. to be in a studio, and you're looking at your watch, and it's not happening yeah. yet, you yeah. know? That can very quickly change the mood of yeah. everything. Little failures can be massive failures overall. Yeah. But yeah. for me personally, and this is something that I've always kind of made a, made a real point out of, is to make sure that if everything's going to shit around me, yeah. no one knows but me. Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. probably the assistant, because I've probably yelled at him like seven times. Yeah. Yeah. But other than the two of us, Nobody else knows what's going on. Yeah. You know, like yeah. everybody else, everybody else thinks everything's going good. And I yeah. think that that is kind of almost the uh, through line of my entire career. <laughs> is yeah. No matter how bad something's going, I'm still just like psh, straight as an arrow, keeping it, keeping it going. Yeah. You know? I've not thought of it like that, but you're, you're right. In that setting, you're in a studio <laughs> session, you've got a ton of musicians, uh, your assistant who is or isn't on time uh and and the artist you're like this sounds so cheesy this whole topic could be cheesy we don't mean it cheesy at all but you're like the captain in that moment and it's your job to not only deal with all the mess clean things up and make sure things work out uh but it's your job to keep the artist uh and that sounds it's, i'm not even talking like in some kind of like uh, babying them way but it's your job to make sure they know that in the end everything's going to be fine yeah we're going to figure it out I, I think that that's such a big deal uh, when managing artists and managing, like, working with... And, and you're right, it, it does... It, I always look at uh, the producer and the engineer in the session. Because uh, yeah. today, like, they may be the same person, you sure. know, a lot yeah. of times. Like, uh, yeah, there's more overlap Yeah, now there's than a ever. lot of overlap yeah. on that. So it's like they're the same person. And, and whoever is the, the, the person in that room with the experience, yeah. you know, because let's, you think about an artist, you know, uh, even a really prolific artist yeah. does not do two albums a year. Sure, you know? yeah. Like, they spend a lot of their careers traveling, doing shows, oh, doing an a lot album, of stuff. Flip you know? it, an album every two years would be a ton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a full, full Someone album. like Russ, who's, like, working and, like, does his own stuff <laughs> yeah. and actually, like, yeah. that's very rare to Incredibly see somebody who rare. does that yeah. much and puts that and is that That's really pressure for some of you because that's right now, like, a benchmark for a lot of people, which is great. I think it's inspiring from a maybe a songwriting perspective as far as discovering your sound, mm -hmm. doing a lot of creation to, sure. to find your sound. But that's not the norm. And you certainly don't have to release a song a day, which is what he used to be doing. Right, um, right. And, and that's now, absolutely so insane, yeah. you know. But for, for anybody else who's like, you know, uh, we I, I talked about this a couple times already, but I do, I do hundreds of sessions a year yeah. with yeah. hundreds of different people. And I'm always working with new people and and... Uh, and people I've never met before, people I've never heard of before. And yeah. sometimes it's like, like just uh, maybe two weeks ago or whatever, I did a session with Bernard Fowler, who was the Rolling Stones session oh, vocalist yeah. and touring vocalist for Incredible. you know for years for yeah. like decades literally yeah. it's like and like I did not know who he was but yeah. one quick Google search told me like oh you're about to be in Incredible and not only that it was Bernard Fowler but the producer of the whole thing or the, I say, executive producer, was Marshall Chess of, wow. of Chess Records. Of, wow. You know, he was the son of, of Leonard Chess, I believe, or Phil Chess. I don't remember. Anyway, one no of the idea. Chesses. But he's, you know, he's like, he's like recording yeah. royalty. You know, Chess yeah. Records was like, you know, one of the biggest uh, labels in the entire world in yeah. the 60s and 70s. So, um, so, yeah, so I walk into that session and it's like, 
you, you know, even even in that situation, I'm still the person that's done hundreds oh, yeah, of absolutely. sessions this yeah. year. You know, I'm still the, so it's my job to instill comfort and faith and everything. And we actually on that session, it, one was of the that dumbest things where things were behind. No, no, no. Okay. It was actually yeah. a different session. Yeah, uh, but it was funny because that session also was sure. we were behind yeah. because. Uh, of a very silly reason, because yeah. Marshall was uh, was Zoom in was he was on a Zoom call from New York, yeah. so he was not with us in the studio. Yeah. Well, we had to set up the Zoom, and uh, and you know there, it's it's kind of complicated to actually set up a Zoom call where you can hear the uh, the the party on the other side, sure, sure, in the headphones while he's out there singing, so they can actually talk to him. Yeah. But yeah. not. But but me also be able to stop them from hearing him at any given point, yeah. so that so that we can of, communicate, yeah. so that they can communicate. Yeah, I think there were a ton of signal there's things. There's yeah. a ton of signal chains yeah. going on. We literally had we had this SSL two that I'm using right now. Actually, nice. we had that SSL two up, and we had a mic in the room, but yeah. the mic had to be cranked. But also, we had to have it so that whenever we were playing the music, I had a gate going. Sure. So whenever we're playing the music, it's not. You're not hearing the microphone so bleeding the, in yeah. the room, but yeah. also it's like there was tons. Of, anyway, so it took a second to reconfigure it whenever yeah. we had to think about it. You know, yeah. it was like because I had initially set it up one way, thinking, "Oh, we'll do an audio movers thing," and it didn't. So yeah. then I had to pivot, and I like we and and the whole time while this is happening, and then also we were on the wrong account for Zoom. They had a pro oh, account, no. but then so it kept yeah. disconnecting us after thirty minutes. And sure, we're like, what's going on? You yeah, know? but. Norm that could that could be a problem. That could yeah, be like absolutely. people getting very upset. They're yeah. spending hundreds of dollars an hour to to record this thing, yeah. and we can't even get the Zoom going. Like yeah. that looks very unprofessional, in yeah. my opinion. You yeah. know, it's absolutely. like if you can't get something that simple going, yeah. it's like, well, how do I know what's going on? Yeah. So for me, those little failures, well timed jokes, you know, oh, yeah. like absolutely. I, and I love like my my trick for a lot of those things. I will. I will 100% go straight to making fun of myself. You sure, know, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I, I spent all this money on education to learn how to engineer, and now I can't even get a Zoom <laughs> Honestly, call going. Honestly, you know you what know? that does? Uh, I think it, it shows people you've got self-awareness. Not, not only like yourself, right. like, but, but for the moment. You have a self-awareness like, look, this isn't going the way it's supposed to, but everything's fine. I see it. You see You're not alone yeah. in seeing it. Right. You're not alone in wondering what the hell's going on. Right. But I'm going to figure it out. We're going to be fine. I'm 100% going to figure it out. I'm 100% going to get this going, and and, and we're not going to lose any anything because yeah. of this. I know this is a rabbit trail. I mean, this is attached to the... Uh, failure topic but this specific topic within it as far as like i would almost call it like engineer producer bedside manner right is kind of what we're describing it's yes. like like with a doctor the way you have to deal with a a patient yeah. that's not what you went to school for maybe that's a part of their schooling i don't know but you went to school to figure out how to deal with people's bodies and anatomy whatever but bedside manner is a part of what like translates your actual trade to people. Right. So what we're describing isn't the actual job, but I will say, and we've talked about this before, it sounds like you'd say similarly, I think for me in my career, that has been as important as the actual technical knowledge. Uh, yeah, uh, I Because think you can know everything technically, but if you're in that moment, you're, no matter what you know, you're going to have weird... What you're describing to me, I'm over here laughing. I've been in that session a hundred times, yep. just like you have. There's always some weird thing. I've done a ton of call-in producer sessions where I'm the engineer and the producer's in like Milwaukee right. and we're doing a voiceover for some company that's in England and we got to merge two calls. You know what I mean? So you're just describing normal chaos. Right. So it's, you're going to figure it out technically, but if you can't make 
the session comfortable, not only the artist, but in this case, like the 10 random people you have to like group call in, sure. um, then they won't trust you. So it's, it, it, I guess the point I'm trying to convey to you over there, or you, there's two cameras, what's <laughs> up? Uh, we're very fancy. This is a high, high budget situation here. You're big. Um, but is that bedside manner, like the ability yeah. to, to control a room and keep it comfortable Absolutely. is as important as the technical side? Absolutely. In fact, I think there's many times, because like for me, a lot of times, like, uh, you know, my, 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 my one-off calls that I get, the sure. random sessions and everything, yeah. I'd say a good 90 percent of those are just a vocal it's yeah. just one vocal sure yep how hard is one vocal Easy. now yeah. some people hearing this might be like it's <laughs> impossible you yeah know? yeah but for me like one vocal is the easiest thing in the entire world like sure. there's nothing that you're gonna say or do to me in that time frame that i'm yeah. not gonna be able to like like oh i hate this okay well let's just let's yeah. do a different microphone it'll take five minutes like you know like yep. we could, yeah so so that part is the easiest part in the world. Recording takes, like yeah. doing that stuff. I've done literally thousands of vocal sessions. Yeah. I'm not going to have any problem there. Yeah. But I've had personality conflicts. Sure. That were way more damaging than me having trouble figuring out yeah, so you know, true. how to set something up or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's very interesting because, like, there is. Um, there is a huge part of success in this industry that comes from being able to both have like the technical knowledge to do things, but also just like, just the cool. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just the cool. 100%. It's like, I, you yeah. know, I used to always have, uh, whenever I would have a, an assistant, I would, I would, you know, the specific ones that were like long-term, I, they knew their job is if you see me scrambling, sure, I don't need your help. Yeah. Your job is to run interference with the client. Talk yeah. to them. Ask sure. them about where they're from. Talk to them about their bullshit. They, yeah. I don't care what you talk to them about. Yeah. Just keep them, them distracted yeah. for like five minutes while I sort something. Yep. And, and I've had a couple of assistants that were very good at it. They yeah. were like, that they would see me like go into scramble mode yeah. and they would instantly just start like, you know, hey, does anybody need any coffee? Like, yeah. like I could just like, you know, like just small talk, yep. whatever it is, yeah. but just... Get people focused on something else for a second, so no one's watching me, and then I can go right into yeah. doing my thing. And and it really does make a huge difference whenever you have, uh, when you have people that are there to help diffuse the the conversation yeah. concerns and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a really it's a really helpful thing to have. Yeah. And, and I I honestly I, I would say more of the failures that I've had have come from personality conflicts and so like true. stuff like that yeah. than ever from you know from me not knowing what's going on. Yeah. You know? So true. Uh, in those moments, we've said things like this before, so I can tell this is going to be a recurring theme, but technical knowledge is like the baseline. Like you, you better know what you're yeah. doing. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. That's to be assumed. You better know how to eventually figure out the zoom call audio movers, whatever it is. For me, it was this weird, I'm remembering some calls where we had to literally phone line it in because oh, it right. needed to be a direct connection. So it was this little box like switcher, like I'm running a switching board at like a fifties call center or something. Um, so my point is the, the technical part, I'm telling you this as well as the art or the artist will expect you will at the very least know how to figure things out technically. What will elevate you as far as building your career is people skills and ability to handle right. that room comfortably and let people know something I'll say I'll pass this to people so they can use it. But I, I often like you were talking about making jokes. I'll do the same thing. If they if they feel like you're lighthearted and not overly worried about it, they're gonna feel the same. Something I'll often do is highlight to people like, look, this is expected. Of course right. there's going to be chaos. This right. is technical stuff. This is why I went to school. So, you know, something letting them know that I I know this is some chaos, but 
this part doesn't really matter. What matters is what you leave with today. Yeah, and it, I'm, I'm not worried at all about that. You will walk out with something that feels great. This, this is to be expected. You're going to walk out with something that feels great, though. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, and you know, I, one of my things that I always say, and this is like one of my little dumb engineer sayings, but I always consider like, like you're – if you don't have something go wrong, you're not even engineering yet. Sure. You know, like, that's a good joke, honestly. It's what you pay me for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If this wasn't going wrong, you wouldn't need me. Yeah. If, if, if this kind of <laughs> stuff so didn't good. happen, you could just do this yourself. Yeah. You know, no, if like funny. everything just worked all the time, you just wouldn't even need me. I, yeah. I would, and I don't yeah. believe, like, I think that that's, that's part of the process is having like some failures, some issues, some stuff like that. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today when, and yeah, when let's we were back in, we can is, is that um, is that there is a moment in every single failure that you have. Every time you have a failure, there is a moment where you have to decide how it's going to affect you. And we started talking about this because I did a live performance recently where uh, the, the, the drummer didn't, like, he lost the click track while we were playing and... Uh, and he got off, and then it was like, and then it just started avalanching, you know? Sure. And like, this is one of the most common things to happen when you have a failure of some type. When you yeah. have something go not according to plan, is that, uh, and this, I, I, this is, we, we talked about this beforehand, but this is something that, that would always happen to me, is like, I would hear myself do one thing wrong. When I, when I used to play in a band, I'd play like one note wrong. Yeah. And then we're like, two choruses away from that wrong note yeah. and I'm still thinking about that sure. wrong note. Yeah. You Letting know, I'm still stuck thing. in, and it's like, yeah. and the more I think about that wrong note, the more I'm stuck on that and the yeah. more I make more mistakes and I just keep getting, and so there is a thing inside failure and people who, they're like, people like myself who fail well, I yeah. fail well, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's a good like, way to put it. Honestly, I, that's probably the, the main lesson here. Yes. To learn to fail well. Fail well, you know, it's like, uh, I look at like a failure as okay. Well, I know that doesn't work. Yeah, I've now crossed off one thing from the list of yeah. things of yep. like what this problem could be. All right. Yeah. Well, it's not this or this or that. You know. Yeah. And this does kind of play in a little bit to troubleshooting as well because I find that uh, I'm I'm around the 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 studio world. I'm I'm an excellent troubleshooter. Yeah. Like I am so good at solving problems. Yeah. Because. When I have something go wrong, when something happens, like my brain logs that failure yeah. forever. Yeah. You know, and I will seven years later be like, oh yeah, that's a this thing. You gotta like do this. It's a it's some weird thing about the security preferences in, in you know on yeah. Macs that you gotta do this and you know, and like I will log those things forever. But I've seen people many times have one thing go wrong and it just just Builds and builds and builds, sure. and within yeah. twenty minutes, they're a mess. Yeah, they're an yeah. absolute mess. And and I don't like I, I don't know really how I do. It. Like I think a lot of my personal shit just comes from I'm I'm good under fire. You sure. know, it's yeah. like I literally literally, <laughs> literally under yeah. fire. Like I'm good at that. Like I I I. I like spent most of my life operating in that kind of way yeah. where it was like things are bad, everything is crashing down around me. Like just find something that's working and then start going from there. And that's yeah. how I I do all this stuff. But uh, how how do you think you deal with like like these these momentary failures on sessions and stuff? Yeah. Like how do you keep from 
from just avalanching down and just and just having a complete meltdown. Yeah, I think the way you said it is is perfect. I would say it's not even really a failure unless you let it define you, which this sure. is going to turn like sermon like really quick. We're, we're just <laughs> you know, Pastor Shane and Pastor Will over here. Um, but sincerely, I think if you get caught up on it, like you were using the example of a live performance, you get caught up on it, then it will become you, and you will just write the whole set off. You might it might be one note. In a 60-minute set, which is what we were talking before we started off camera um, about a specific show you did where you felt that way, you let it define you, then it's a failure. If you go into it uh, not expecting perfection, but just expecting, kind of like what I said to, to say to clients earlier, right. like we're going to expect some chaos. That's life. But we're going to make sure that what we walk out with is is a success. So I, I would say like similarly to you, I just don't get caught up in that moment. I'm going to expect a little chaos. I'm going to expect a little bit of a mess. If we're talking, this is honestly just a good life lesson, but let's zoom in to like a session. I'm going to expect a few little weird things. You know what yeah. I mean? Something technical is going to go wrong. We're going to forget to roll on the perfect solo, which is one of the first mistakes I can recall. Back. <laughs> I'm, I'll share a brief anecdote. Uh, I'm like 17 interning, and this like legit local blues band is in there. They're so killer. Um, it, the guitar player was, uh, gosh, what was his name? Jerry Miller, who, who was the guitar player for Moby Grape, which wasn't a massive band, but they were like this really cool indie band from the 60s who was like the favorite band of like Clapton right. and all those guys, like a big indie deal. So they're in and uh, they're tracking, they'd finished a song and they were retracking some solos and they laid, we were like probably 20 solos deep and they didn't like any of them. They finally liked one and I looked down to realize I hadn't recorded only that specific take. Uh, I don't even remember. Even as I say that out loud, I'm like, I don't know how that happened. I must have not hit record. Or you know what it was. I might have like Apple Z'd my way out. Maybe I did record it. Have you ever yeah, done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, like, and, then you, and then you hit it again, and now yes. it's gone, gone. Apple and then Z somebody is a goes, miracle. What do you mean you can't? You can't just shift command Z? You can't just yeah. redo it? It's like, uh, and that's yeah. not how it works. Apple Z <laughs> is a miracle, but yeah, you got to be careful with that too. Yeah. Uh, but either way, that was so that's an early mistake I can recall. And that was no fun. In fact, the owner of the studio came in and essentially like, I think he probably like, graciously threw me under the bus and and let them know I was an intern and right. I'm just an idiot and I, that's kind of what I am you know and that's okay cuz I'm learning but either way my point is if if you get caught up on those moments and just write the entire session off the artist will too but if you hop back on the horse and just let them know in that case I didn't I was too young to have right. formed this right, language right, right. and this approach but what I would do now and what I've done many times when I've been in stupid situations like that which happens all the time is like I said earlier just let them know I mean if if that's the case you just be sorry there's nothing wrong with just like oh I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm an idiot still. It's, That's you know. I'm quick to go there. I think we both are, but I'm quick to let people know. Like, look, the any any part of me that's cool is only cool because I'm willing to admit I'm an idiot. Yeah. And so I'm still an idiot. I'm so sorry. Let's hit it again and, and just keep moving. And if, yeah. if you don't allow the the moment or yourself or the session to be defined by it, they won't either. And I've said it now a few times, but that mantra for me, I've, I found it work with artists big time because it gives them peace in the moment where I can right. say, look, yeah, that went wrong. This went wrong. It's chaos. The guy's late, lunch, whatever. But we're going to walk out with something. That's what I'm promising right. you. I can't promise you everything will go smoothly the whole time, but you will leave with something you're happy with. So I have, so I, first off, I wanted to say, yeah. I am willing to bet that a good 60% of Pro Tools doesn't work. Yeah is situations like that. Sure. Where yeah. I was like, 
Uh, Pro Tools. You just blame it on Pro Tools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, no, no, no. Pro, Pro Tools uh, just, just uh, tweaked, man. Pro Tools we had a situation, <laughs> and I'll throw it back to you, but we had a, this wasn't mine, actually, but we had a situation similar to what I described, except, except it was an entire song. This artist came in, and I'm talking, they booked full band, and not just like four-piece, you know, drums, bass, guitar, keys. Right. They booked a horn section, Jeez. some orchestral stuff, and uh, long story short, because there was a technical reason, I actually recall what happened, but the engineer it was the other intern who was with me at the time, so this this is maybe why I beat him out. Hmm. But he hit a button. He hit something. Uh, I'll tell you about it off, off camera. We don't need to get into the details. But he hit a Pro Tools option that essentially wiped the entire session back to its template form. Ugh. So the structure was there. Tracks, right. routing, all of that. But the audio itself had been wiped. And he panicked. But he did the right thing. Again, long story short, he calls our tech guy, who was just like a total genius. He's not even in. And he calls him and tells him what happened. And the guy said, do not touch don't even touch, yeah, don't no, even do breathe nothing. on the computer. I will be right there. And he was able to like, this was before like a time machine and stuff right, like that. Right. And he was essentially able to like dig back in the disc and get the data. And they got everything except literally, I think a few horn parts had like glitches in them, but he was able to dig back into like a slightly previous I, I know we've talked about drive. this story before, just you and I personally, yeah. because this reminded me of a very, and, and I wanted to talk about this anyways, which is, uh, some These notable, give me, dude, I'm, notable I'm, I'm give me a little anxiety. These are so Let's hear notable it. failures that I've seen. This was not me. Uh, I did have a similar thing to this once. Sure. I'll, I'll tell and I've both done of them. Similar things too. I'm not trying to pawn. Yeah, it up. yeah uh, we've all done some dumb shit yeah. for sure. But uh, one of my very good friends, when he was an assistant, um, he uh, he. He was using Sync Pro, which is a, a backup program, like Carbon okay. Copy sure. or like any of those things. Yep. He was using Sync Pro. And with Sync Pro, you have a master and a backup. And okay. the master is all your files. Yeah. And the backup is what you're copying it to. Yeah. And all it does is it basically looks at this drive and it goes, okay, all of this stuff is here. And then it looks at this drive and it says, this is all missing this stuff. So just copy this stuff sure. over. Well, he was doing a fresh backup. He had mm. not done a backup yet. So he made a folder on the new drive that he had just done. I know where this is And going. he had a, 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 like a couple, like a week's worth of recording yeah, on the pounding. other drive. Yeah. And he just backed up from the empty drive to the full drive and... Just, it was wiped all it. gone. Oh, man. Just all gone. Did the opposite. Instead of and, back, just yeah. wiped the whole thing. And he wiped the whole thing. And he was like, oh, my God. He knew immediately what he did. Because it, it, the first thing it does is delete all the things. Sure. So, yeah. so oh, you, want, you want this full drive to match the empty one? <laughs> it just clears it. Easy. Gone. Yeah, no oh. problem. Problem solved. Done. So he, um, he took the drive, the, the drive that he had copied over to a, um, to a recovery specialist. Yeah. And they gave him, uh, they gave him all the files. They yeah. got all the wave files. Yeah. They they got all the wave files. Yeah. But in oh no, in no order, in no. And if you know Pro Tools like audio file, I'm assuming that's what it was. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. Just yeah. Probably chaos. If I mean, everything like, lands at zero. It's like absolute nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like basically he's just got he's got a bunch of information. Now, luckily, it was like a band tracking situation, but he okay. had to take that home. Wow. And he spent the next like week. It just rebuilding every single Crazy. song from scratch. Yeah. And he had to like, you know, go through and like, you know, luckily, and I say this all the time about my own sessions too, is like, I could, I can look at, if you're a pretty good tracking engineer, yeah. your stuff is organized well enough that you could go back and see like, okay, well like, you know, this is all kick, 
kick, yeah, snare, you know ten, your own process, dot, you know, like yeah. you know what it should look like yeah. and everything. And all you need to do is like, oh, okay, well, this kick ten is this tempo, and this kick ten is this. This sure. must be a different song. You yeah, know? yeah, this yeah. Isn't this. And if you're so, tracking full band live, or at least at least live ish, right? Everything then is probably on the same. Yeah, 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 always yeah. should be on the same playlist. Always should be on the same. Yeah. So, but so, but he did have to rebuild that. He said it took him like a whole week, and it was like the most the miserable thing that oh, he's I'm ever sure. done. And then I personally, uh, one of the first engineering sessions I ever did was um, was for this guy Tom Polche who is really nice dude he worked for like CBS I think he was yeah. like in their music department or whatever great musician he could play like every instrument and shit he was yeah. like really cool and he tells me uh, we're recording vocals we're, we got this really great expensive choir coming yeah in. and I'm like okay so he comes in and he says the sessions are on my laptop just do a target mode off of the laptop yeah and so, uh, it, for those that don't know, you can basically use a laptop like a hard drive at any given time. You can just plug it into another computer, and then it becomes like the target mode, and then you can get any information off of that laptop just, you know, like it's a hard drive. So, I have it connected to, you know, the computer or whatever, yeah. his computer to our computer, and I'm doing target mode. And for whatever reason, I just assumed he wanted me to just record to his laptop like it was a hard drive. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I would have never done this now. Yeah. You know, like, of course, now I would have absolutely just copied that onto our drive and then copied sure, it back yeah. at the end or of the Or the lesson is ask. Yeah, would or ask. what was going on. Or ask on. Yeah, what, what he, he wanted, wanted me to do. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why, but I just, I just didn't do it. And I... Um, Again, I'm feeling nervous. And I'm sitting there, and we're, and we're working, like, we're recording this choir for, like, a while, you know, like, maybe, like, an hour or two, and um, then he's like, all right, let's take a quick break. We went outside, had a cigarette, came back inside, and and the computer, the the, the computer we're tracking off, yeah. it just says, you know, it's like, you know, disc not found or whatever, and oh, session is now no. just all blacked out and everything, yeah. and I'm like, what, what's going I didn't plug in his laptop. Oh no! So the way. battery died. died on his laptop. Wow! And it now, luckily, yeah. All I had to do was just plug in that thing, and sure. Fire it back up, yeah, and hit a session file back up okay. from like yeah. the last place that a we were at. Thing about pro yeah, yeah. But at the time, for the forty-five seconds before. Cause like I didn't know, like oh, I, sure I had no idea. What if it was just gone? What if it yeah. was just you know? It's like what? Yeah. How would I ever? You know? Is it just? And I sat there for for about a minute. Yeah. I, I mean, I could feel my heart pounding oh, in my yeah. neck, and it was a yeah. really. It was like the, all the, all the people in this choir were yeah. like really important people. You yeah. know, it's like they were good musicians, yeah. and I was just and he's sweating. paying. Yes, and he's all paying of them. all of them. Dude, you lose all that stuff. I think about it sometimes. You lose a whole drive worth of stuff, or, it, or even in this case, just a few songs. You're just like in indentured servitude for, yeah. for who knows how. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's the only way out of it is just to say, look, I owe you my life for a while. Yeah. What can I do to make this up to you? Because I, I've clearly, oh my gosh. I was rough. so incredibly stressed the entire time. Yeah. I and then it booted like, up and, and then it booted up everything and relinked. And then yeah. I transferred everything over to our hard drive yeah. immediately and was like, all right, I'm never going to do sure. that again. I, yeah. But a lot, you know, it's a, a lot of these things too. It's like, this is an important part about, you know, these, these misfires, these failures, these little things that yeah. happen. It's like, I, a good amount of my knowledge yeah. comes from, man, I just fucked up so bad. Sure. Yeah. I will never, ever do that again. Sure. I yeah. will never make yeah. that mistake yep. again. I will never you have You also this learn, again. like, you get, you grow some thick skin uh, internally, and, and you also uh, maybe learn some people skills, how to, like, work through it, 
And my point is, not only will you hopefully not make the mistake again, but you're also just a little more prepared for the next big thing. The next time you maybe almost lost files or pissed right. a client off by messing up a song, you realize like, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. We'll be all right. You know yeah, what I mean? It fine. gives you kind of a level, level-headedness and an ability to navigate through it. Something I'll, I'll jump to uh, in the same category, but is this kind of uh, feeling of failure or I'll add disappointment to it when producing... Uh, like in a creative context, because a lot of this is the technical side, which we both have, and we could share horror stories like yes. this for days, okay. and we will. I'm going to be racking up more uh, as I share this part. But something I'll say when I'm producing with an artist or co-writing, which there's, gosh, when you're you're co-creating something with someone, there's a ton of failure or disappointment involved because it's a creative thing. It's an ominous, ambiguous process. There sure. is no specific target. You don't always know when you've got it right. You might think you got it right, and then the next day find out you got it wrong. You might think you got it wrong, and then the next day realize you had it right, right? So there's this, it's a moving target. Um, something I'll do when I'm working with an artist on something from the creative side, which we, the technical side is involved, but I'm, I'm trying to speak more specifically to the, like, the songwriting, producing yeah. side of this job. Um, I will let people know up front. I've actually just made this a part of my language when I start working with an artist. I will build, and if you follow me or, or you know have watched any of my content, you'll have heard me say this, but I build disappointment in from the beginning. Yeah. And I found, I'm serious. It's not just martyrdom. And some people could hear it as like, oh, well, quit making excuses. I'm not making excuses. I'm so good. And I've done this for so long that I am now just fully aware. This is going to be disappointing at some point. Yeah. And so it goes a long way. I guess the lesson to teach the double cameras here, because we're fancy. But the reason I bring it up is it's gone a long way for me to learn to say that upfront and let people know, like, look, th- there will be moments during this process where we're just disappointed in in ideas. Yeah. I might present something to you. I might send you the first round of the song or maybe the first mix if this is if if you're not producing and it's more a technical thing. And you need to know that I'm going to send it to you when I think it sounds great, but it's highly popular. There are 10 universes with 10 different versions of the song, and they're all good. Yeah. The, the, the task really isn't to make the song good. The task is to make it right, and only you as the artist, I'm pointing at you as if it's you. Only you know what that is. So I'm, I'm kind of aiming at something I can't see here. Right. So just be ready is- with me to be disappointed. And what I tell them is, so expect it, and then know that I'm so good. And we're, we're going to be make such a good team that we will get through it. Right. We'll figure as long as we can communicate and you don't get shaken off the bucking bowl. Communication is such yes. a big part of that. Yep. And I tell them, just be ready to hold on. It's going to it's gonna be like a bull trying to kick you off. Just be ready to hold on through disappointment and we're going to figure it out as long as you expect it. Because it's the people, you know, as an artist, if you bail the first time you're disappointed in an idea, you may as well just never create. Yeah. Especially with people. It's tough with people. Um, so that's, that creatively is some of the best advice I can give. I, Build it I into the process. I love that and I think it's so important because I think that um, I think that you know like coming from a lot of the rap world and like I don't cons- I, I work in the rap world a lot but coming from the rap world uh, there's this thing that happens yeah. you know and this is a this is in like an every every rap session ever kind of thing uh, the producer will come in and he'll sit down and he'll like like make a beat in like 20 minutes yeah and the artist is just like, yeah, man, that's awesome. And they just go for it and everything. I have never, outside of the rap world, yeah. had that actually seen that happen, where somebody sure. just comes in and just nails it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know if rappers just have like an open mind about, oh, sure. well, we can fix that later. Yeah. If I, as long as I like the beat, we can adjust to whatever we need yeah. or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But everywhere else... All the other writing sessions that I've been on, you know, 
we start something and then we work on it for like 15, 20 minutes and then yeah. like, you know what, I'm just not really feeling that, you know? Yeah. And I think that this is a really great situation to like be prepared for is the knowing when to push through yeah. and like keep working on a song, yeah. even though everybody's not really feeling it or whatever. Sure. And knowing when like, okay, we just didn't get it this yeah, time. Yeah, it's a good we point. Need to, you know, it's a nuance like, between the two. Yes, because yeah. it is really, really difficult to like, because if you, if you just bail on every single one, yeah. you know, and like I'm a, I always tell people whenever I'm producing with people and I'm actually writing and creating with them, I always tell them like, look, I, I got to play like four or five things that I hate first. Sure. And yeah. then I'll do something really Dude. cool. But yeah. give me a minute because I don't I don't play the coolest thing the first time. Sure. I yeah. just it's not the way I like I'm still See, I gotta chime in and say that's yeah. that's a prime example of, of what I'm talking about. And I love that. You have to create like a and I'm talking like emotionally with the people you're yes. working with, a space where everyone's comfortable throwing out shitty ideas. Right. Because if you're not, you weren't you're not gonna get to the good ones. Yeah. It's so rare the first time to just come up with something nail it. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, to just and if nail the room, it. Oh, look at this that. is, again, circling back to the disappointment thing. If the room, meaning everyone in the room, cannot stomach not liking something, you're never going to get to something you like. And right. so and some amateur artists, and this isn't throwing anyone under the bus. In fact, if anything, hopefully it helps you learn something about yourself if you are an amateur artist. It can be tough sometimes to see through the disappointment of that moment. And I've been in that spot a million times yeah. where I have to almost grab an artist by the face and say, look, like you just said, I give me, that was one idea. Right. I got 10 more. Right. Just wait Just wait and see. Because right. if, if God, if, you, if you're shaken off by this one bad idea I had, you, should, you might as well leave now because I, yeah. I got nine more bad <laughs> yeah, ideas yeah. to get through before I get to Definitely. the good one. But that's the process. And I think that that's like, uh, it, it's, again, this is like, that's that moment in the session whenever you get that like oh man like uh, I'm failing I'm yeah. failing I'm not I'm not getting what this person yeah. likes and I don't I'm they they don't enjoy it. Yeah. and 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 it all depends on the artist and the people that you're working sure. with and everything yeah. because because I have some people that I work with that they just they have great imagination and I'm like that like I can you I can hear you know I can hear you just play straight whole note chords yeah. and imagine Oh, this could have this cool piano part here, sure. and this could, yep. and I could. Let's just start with this, and this is cool. I yeah. I know this isn't the song. Yeah, I know that you I'm can, not you just can playing. Hear these, where it's going, but I can tell. Like, oh, we could do this cool thing. We could do some walk up here. We, yeah. could, you know, it's like we could make this really interesting. This could be a really complex thing. Yeah, but I don't need all that to know that that's where it will end up. But sure. some people, like, and I've worked with lots of people like this. They they don't even they don't even like the song until it's like finished. Yeah, you know, it's like they hate it all the way to the end of the song. Yeah. But they will give you the the benefit of the doubt and work it, you yeah. know, and let yeah. you work it. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've ha heard this from an artist. It's like, you know, this is my least favorite song and now it's my favorite. Yeah. You know, and it's oh, like, 100%. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, of course, man, yeah. because like that's part of the process is like it started somewhere horrible. Yeah. You know? I want to ask a question. So speaking of failure and disappointment, we're, we're kind of overlapping the two topics. Let's say you're in a session where the song isn't going well or doesn't in the moment feel magical, which we know is not always the case. Magical songs, songs that end up magical, that process doesn't always feel magical. Right. I speak to that all the time. I think artists, we want it to feel almost romantic the whole time. It's not going to. Sometimes it's going to be- We love that story of we wrote this in exactly. 15 minutes in the back of a van yep. and it was perfect. Yep. And we recorded it right then that day and yep. you know. Sometimes you're going to wrestle through the progression or the, the lyrics at the back half of verse two or- a rack tom tone right. for, for 30 minutes. So my question is, for, for the sake of 
people listening, what do you do uh, as the person who's kind of in control of the room? And I don't mean controlling, but like your, it's your job to you're kind of policing the vibe of the room. Like we talked about earlier, like the captain of it. What do you do when you know, or at least you think you're at least open to the idea still working? You know, it's not time to say no, but an artist isn't feeling it or is maybe just feeling what I've experienced because artists were often pretty emotional when they're just feeling down about it. They're just right. like, I just, this isn't going the way I thought it was. What are you doing that? You see that happening, but you know, it's not over. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of different answers to that for me because there is, sure. there is so many different ways. And, and it, it is, it's, it's always, you know, it's back to that bedside manner thing. It's sure. like, it's like you, the, the, the kid who's, or the or the 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 guy who's you know had a, a string of bad luck incidents. You can yeah. go and tell him like, hey man, this is also bad. Sure. But the person who's had a perfect <laughs> life, yeah. you know, it's like you got to ease the information yeah. out there. So yeah. it's all different in yeah. every way. But uh, you know, I have this. I, I I and I'm sure I've said this before, but I have this policy that. Uh, if I can't make something better, I make it worse. Okay. You know. Wow. And 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 it almost always works. If I am feeling I've never like. Heard that. If I'm feeling like like oh, I just can't like nothing, you know. Sometimes I did this. Uh, I did this with Vic Mensa one time. We were trying to do a song, and he was trying to like record it, and he hated everything that we were doing on yeah. it, and he hated the way it sounded and all this stuff. And eventually, I took. I have this Sennheiser microphone that I bought from Goodwill for like five dollars. It was like a pencil condenser. It was like yeah. a four hundred dollar mic that was sure. just on a rack somewhere. I was Someone, like, they oh, didn't know what yeah. it was. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I bought it or whatever. And but it was a pencil condenser and it was like it had no purpose to sure. be on this in his as a handheld in yeah. this session. I gave it to him and I was like just go and he was just like screaming into it and it's wow. distorted and yeah. it sounds awful. Yeah. But it set a vibe all sure. of a sudden that totally flipped the way that this song was. Killer. It was like this really pretty song yeah. that we were working on. Then all of a sudden, it's got this like distorted, like horrible thing. Yeah. And now it didn't. Not all of it stayed, but some of that did stay for the sure. final thing. Yeah. And, and maybe it, helped set the tone it for the song moving the forward. Whole, yes, it yeah. flipped the whole perspective. So I think one of like I love to whenever I have moments like that. Have have the artists do something completely different from anything they've ever done. Yeah, you know, like look, man, I That's want you to go out there. Advice, yeah. I want you to go out there and instead of singing the chorus close up on the mic, I want you to like stand at the other end of the room. Don't even stand sure. near the mic. Scream it into yeah. the room. You know, yeah. like I like putting people into like doing different things outside yeah. of their comfort zone, outside of their normal like thing, because a lot of times. If you break that cycle of like, well, it doesn't sound right like this. It yeah. doesn't sound good like this. I don't. I don't like the way that this is going. Yeah. Just do some. Sometimes it's something simple. Sometimes it's like, uh, you know, it's like like putting a weird delay on something sure. and yeah. just being like, hey, this is just weird now. You know, it's like yeah. I try and find a way to literally to do something worse. To yeah. just do something shake worse to this. I feel like you're describing up. like the the creative. Uh, equivalent of splashing cold water on your face or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's just shake it up for a minute. Yeah, just like, let's just, just see where this goes. And like, yeah. just try something completely different. And, yeah. and what it does in my mind, whenever you have these moments, what it does is it, it gives this like artist, like you just, you just handed them a paintbrush that they'd never seen before. Yeah. You just handed them a color they've never seen before and never like, and they, they and then all of a sudden, the 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 pieces of their brain that that like okay so maybe you've never seen this is actually a really funny thing but for some reason like they never knew the color blue in like ancient Greece or whatever Interesting. there's there's like no word for the color blue in like I think it's like it, like before like 
300 BC or something. Wow. And all of a sudden, they like started describing this color. But yeah. before then, they'd be like, the ocean is purple, like the you know things. It was like really. Yeah. So it's like if you never know that a color exists, and then all of a sudden somebody's like, yeah, that's this color. Yeah. And then you're like. Oh, blue, 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 yeah. blue, blue. Look at all the blue stuff. Look at all the blue stuff. It's like, yeah. it sparks creativity inside people for them to suddenly be like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this thing. And then I'll do this thing. And then I'll do this, you know, and it's like just taking them to a thing. And what it does to me is it, it puts them in a space where they're just, they're accessing different creative parts of their yeah. brain. Yeah. And different, different memories. Cause that's what creativity overall to me. All the things that we talk about, taste and opinion and creativity and all that stuff, yeah. those to me are all memory sparked things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you you are even if you're doing something completely different, you're still riffing off of something. True, yeah, that you're trying you to know access yeah. of yep. somebody else that's done something, yeah. you know? And yeah. so a lot of times if you put somebody if you know, if you put somebody in a space to access a creative memory from something else, and maybe they pivot towards that creative memory. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they they feel, you know, uh, close to this song. They have yeah. emotional integrity, emotional connection to yeah. this song yeah. because now it's like reminding them of something, you know, that they really do actually enjoy. Yeah. And then they'll fight for it. It's crazy, but yeah. they'll fight for these songs after that. I've yeah, seen people true. go from those moments and then they, they get into this new situation and then like, oh, that's my favorite part of that song. Like, yeah. I don't even care. We'll just, we, I've seen literally this has happened before where an artist has cut out all of the whole song and yeah. just use that section that we wow. made somewhere weird. And they're sure. like, well, let's just put it as an interlude on the album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yep. cool. All right. Yeah. Or it that's inspires cool. an entirely yeah. new version of the right. song. Or they, yeah, or they completely pivot and they do it. But it's, but it's just getting somebody to a point where they're ready to emotionally invest themselves yeah. into that. And I do that by just, you know, yeah. put them in weird situations. That's good. I'll pose the opposite question then, and I'll give some of my thoughts on it. Let's say again, trying to, keep everything within the frame of failure. Uh, I'm sure we've both been in a million sessions where a song really is over. Like, like it, we, over here we're talking about how to save it, shake it up, sure. letting people know like, hey, we're going to figure it out. I also know what it's like when we're beating a song into the ground and it's done and I'm watching the artists hang themselves out there. Like it's just time to step away. Um, I'll give some of my thoughts and then ask you if you want to share anything about it. But what would you do? What, what do we do? What should we do? when it's time at the very least to take a break from the song, if not, maybe just to hang the song up. And I'll say, I've been in that spot a ton, both personally, uh, as well as producing writing with artists, as well as engineering, like just observing it happen. And a couple practical thoughts I've got is sometimes just time away from the song helps. So just like, you know what, let's move on to a new song. Let's just do, yeah. get away from it until tomorrow. Or, you know, this is varies depending on the session. Um, but like just literally giving up on it, which sounds counter to everything we're saying right now, yeah. but, uh, but that can also be like that stark contrast of like, you know what, you, the, the world, your life, the session is so much bigger than this specific song. If it's not working, let's give up on it for a while. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, and then within that, the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, speak back to people skills and like communicating with art with artists. I have found both as an artist, knowing what that's like, cause it hurts when that happens. You, you, it's hard to not get emotional or caught up on that feeling. Sure. I found often you have to guide the artist through and kind of remind them like, hey, this the session, the song, it's bigger than than how it's going right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Letting them know, like giving help give them some perspective. Back not to tie everything together, but back to food. Might be a good time for food. Yeah. You know what I mean, like yeah. for real. But that's the suggestion I, I would give when it's time when you are beating a song into the ground and it's time to step away, is let them know it's gonna be all right. 
that's just a part of the process. Sometimes the song doesn't work out. Let's step away and give it a break. And then this is maybe the one time, I won't say the one time, but one of the few times where I would suggest creatively, if the song was working at some time, let's say it was the demo, that's the point I'm getting at, and it's not working now, there is no better time, and again, I might say the only time that I would suggest going back to the demo is in that moment. Because sure. if it worked before, and today, you like I'll give an example. They might have built the track at home in GarageBand, right, or some on some app, and they loved it. They love like the nucleus of the idea. And here we are with a paid drummer. We got right. like a full band. I produced the track at home before I came for you. I reproduced it. it sounds dope, like tech, like you know, subjectively dope. Uh, but it's just not working. There's no better time to just say, let's go back to the demo then. What, yeah. what was working about it originally? Because if it's not working now with like, you know, a few thousand dollars worth of musicians and a day of studio time, then we, we must have fucked it up along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's my suggestion. That's, that, that's I, what I would do in that case. What I would will you say, especially when it comes, for me, for mixing, this is where the big thing comes from. For me, yeah. for mixing, when I feel like I'm struggling with something and it's just not sounding right, yeah. that break, that walking away from it, sure. sometimes, and it's, sometimes it's a week Sometimes oh, it's yeah, a day, absolutely. sometimes it's a week, sometimes yeah. it's sometimes it's like three, four weeks. Yeah, or, and sometimes it's lunch. Yeah. It's sometimes a, yeah, yeah, and sometimes yeah. but that stepping away from something can be one of the most productive things because I'll tell you, some of like the biggest breakthroughs I, I've like put a mix away for like a couple days, worked on some other stuff, and then open it back up and it's almost like instant like oh sure. man it's just these symbols are just way too loud totally. and that's why it's like stomping all over the vocal like yeah. how did and and it's crazy because you can get into that situation where you do not realize that these things you know that you've you that you've been just making just real obvious mistakes yeah and sometimes and that's also why yeah, sometimes you're so close to it you you can't see it anymore and it's also why i don't ever discount uh you know rando's opinions entirely sure. yeah like because there could be just like one person in the studio who's like who's like, the vocal's not loud enough, you know? Yeah. And like, and in your head, you're like, okay, bro, like, what yeah. experience do you have that I should be listening to you? Just like the singer's yeah. brother. Yeah, like the, exactly, like something like that. And it's like, but then also it's like- But they're right. They're right. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, dang, bro, like I just wasn't even, you yeah. know, I was so focused. And, and you know, when you, this is something that's like, like if you know, if you know what they're saying, you know, yeah. if you're hearing a vocal, and you you heard that vocal soloed, you know exactly what they're saying. It's so easy to be like, yeah, I can understand it. It's loud enough. Yeah. Because you already know what they're saying and you yeah. already know, you know, you've heard that vocal soloed up. You know exactly. So it's really easy for you to just be like, yeah, I can hear what they're saying. It's loud sure. enough, you know? Yeah, true. And then there's other times where it's like, you don't realize that, that you just, you're just familiar with it. You're comfortable with it. And you've, you've let yourself be able to hear it yeah. when you couldn't actually, you know, yeah. when it wasn't loud so enough true. or whatever. And so a lot of times taking that step away and then coming back to something can be monstrous. But so when it true. comes to like, when it comes to like producing and, and, uh, and, and when it's time to like actually let something die, yeah, <clears throat> that I think is probably, it's, it's one of the hardest things for me. Like sure. that is yeah. where it actually gets I mean, I hard. It's, yeah. It's really difficult. Because it really is. It's, I mean, I, I, I always believe that you're never more than like two or three moves away from a perfect song. Sure. No matter yeah. what's going on, like, and, and this is one of the things that I've done that's been like, whenever I get to that point, yeah. when I feel like I'm working on a song, if I'm like producing, you know, and I'm, I'm working on a song and I feel like it's like, it's just, it's not right. Yeah. The first thing I do 
is I just start muting stuff. Sure. I just yeah. go, start going through, and I just mute anything it's that I It's a good added. producing lesson, by the way. <clears throat> you, you're going to be tempted to add more to make it work. Yes. Try taking stuff away. Just try and take away some stuff. Try and see, like, because like you were saying about the demo, where it was like, oh, the demo was great. It's like the demo probably didn't have half of that stuff For on real, it. You know? yeah. It's like yep. the demo was probably go missing a ton of that. Go back to what worked. Yeah. And if you go back and you actually look at it and you think like, okay, all right, well, look, this is what's going on. These are the like different, and you start thinking like, oh, well, it worked really good like that. Because there was so much space there. Sure. There wasn't this taking up this, and there yeah. wasn't this causing this to be a brand. So it's like I always like to look at those and, and like just start just start muting stuff and seeing how many things you can mute before you lose sure. the yeah. song. Before yeah. you, the song's now not even a song anymore. Sure. You know? yeah. And then, then maybe put a thing or two back in. I also love to just like, you know, uh, shake things up big. I love yeah. to, you know, let's let's just Let's just delete the whole first verse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let's, let's just delete this whole first verse. Screw it. Yeah. Let's just start in the middle of the song and then see where that takes us. Yeah. yeah. Let's put the bridge up front. I don't think that know? way often, but I love that you pointed out a few of those like very uh, harsh solutions. Yeah. To, just to shake things up creatively. Sometimes the best thing that you can do is to like... Because also, the, one of the coolest things that happens with that is you'll know almost immediately if it's not going to work. Sure. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you, you do something drastic like that, like just chop a verse out or yeah. put a bridge at the front of the song yeah. or make the bridge the whole song, yeah. you know? It's yeah. like you'll know almost immediately, like, actually, this doesn't really sound sure. all that great. But more often than not, it's, gonna, it's like seeing something from a different perspective. Yeah. So you're going to have 10 new ideas because you're going to hear the song that you've been hearing for hours. All of a sudden, you know, for the first time, you're going to hear it from a different perspective and it'll unlock new ideas. Something I'll say uh, back to when is it time to give up? Uh, for me, and this is maybe more like uh, Rick Rubin-esque, like, <laughs> like uh, almost spiritual approach, uh, a, a spiritual approach to songwriting, but the one thing I'll say about when it's time to give up on a specific idea is that it's helpful, and I found myself reminding artists of this as well as reminding myself of this. Creativity, you know, think of it more as a river. If this song, like I'm, I'm with you, I don't want to give up on a song. If it's a few tweaks away from working, let's make it work. And that's that's why we spent 30 minutes talking about that. So that's I'm not trying to talk anyone out of their song. But there may come a moment where this song, you're so hung up on it that it's actually like a dam in the river of creativity. And what yeah. if it's just time to move on to the next song? Unless you've got a label over your shoulder or there's some practical reason you have to do this song right now sometimes it can be helpful to move on yeah. and that's why this is you know here we are discussing our approaches to these situations but we both know it's really situational it's really relational yeah. back to communication and knowing this we both know this is yeah, based on personal relationship with artists understanding how they work what works for them there's a lot of dynamics there's here. an entire difference between like you know uh you know I, I have these 12 songs for my album and this one isn't working and yeah like maybe it, we just shelve it or like whatever maybe yeah. it goes on another thing maybe it's a deluxe release Sure. Yeah. Versus like, I'm creating a song for a specific purpose, like you know, yeah. a TV sync or something yeah. like that. When I've been and it contracted, has to be this song. and yeah. it has to be it's very true. Yeah. This thing, and yeah. it's like, well, if it's not working, like I, I, no matter what, I just have to brute force it until it works. For sure. Figure it yeah. out, but it has to work. Yeah. There yep. is no part of this that can just be like, oh, well, we'll just figure it out. Yeah. Like it has to work, and we have to do it. So whatever yeah. that is, we just got to power through it and figure it out. So yeah. that's definitely like there's 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 a big difference between. But and and the approach to how to deal with those those setbacks and those failures are completely different because yeah uh, I mean I have a, a song for the uh, the Killer Mike record that is coming out in April that uh, that it, in fact we started with like twenty two songs yeah I'm he's kidding his, I'm jealous he's this uh, guy uh, <laughs> no um, 
we started with 22 or 23 songs and Incredible. we're now down to like 16. Dope. And it That's was still like, a ton of songs. yeah, still a ton of songs, still a ton of songs. 22, 23 was already a ton of songs, yeah. but it was like, some of those got cut for uh, subject matter. Some of them yeah. got cut for, you know, so the album was cohesive, but some of them were really good songs that, yeah. that just weren't, that right, we just couldn't, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And we just couldn't get them right for this. Yeah. You know, it's like we could have done a bunch of different ideas, but they weren't going to fit in musically no matter what we did. Yeah. And so for them to be like, oh, well, we'll just push those off, that's a, that's fine. You sure. know, like yeah. those, those songs still exist. Yeah. They can that's always a, just be a Lucy down the road or yeah, whatever. It's that's like, a good reminder for artists and engineers, but thinking from a creative perspective, uh, it's still your song. It's not going anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? So you have to cut it loose forever. Although I will tell this story, and this is, uh, you know the song Elephant Tame Impala? Yeah. I, I wrote that song almost exactly. Not the words, melody and guitar riff. For a second, I thought you were going to say riff. you did that song. No, no, like, no. What? Melody and guitar riff. Yeah. I wrote, even the drums wow. to it. Wow. I yeah. wrote that about two yeah. and a half years before that song came out. Wow. And the first time I heard it, I was like, Kevin. <sighs> I was so, because I was like, oh, I did this already. Yeah. You stole my song idea. Oh, and that yeah. was like the big breaking point for Tame Impala yeah. too. And I was yeah. like, dang, bro, I was almost Tame Impala if I had just put that song out. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I legitimately like almost every, it was even in the same key. It was like, yeah. it was like, I, it was like almost the exact same. Wow. I was so bummed whenever that song came out. Cause yeah. I was like, oh man, sometimes you got to stick with it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, I don't even know how long. We got to be deep in this thing really quick. Or we, we have to be deep in it. Really quick, I want to help this conversation jump to career, like yes. more big picture failure stuff. Uh, have there been moments for you in your career, and if, still for me using the word career feels so weird. Yeah, it's this is weird. our career. I think this is to, what to we many do people for watching. a living. Yeah, <laughs> but even for me, I'm like, is this a career? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm balling yeah, hard this month. Yeah, because tomorrow we could job. all be yeah, over. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? We can wake up tomorrow, there'd be nothing. I have a career today. I don't know about tomorrow. <laughs> um, that is, that's a, a whole episode right there. Um, no, but legitimately, have there been moments, let, let, like zoom out a little bit, less specific to a session. Um, it's both question and then I'm trying to turn it into a lesson that I know will be valuable for people watching or listening, whatever. Um, there have been moments in your career where you've had a failure and you could have given up. Again, this is just going to feel so sermon-like, but it's so, uh, I think it'll be important for people to hear. You could have given up, but you powered through, like we talked about in being a session, you didn't, in a session, you didn't let it define you. And then where you could look back, and I won't answer first, but I can start to form a few of my own answers where I look back at things that could have easily tanked me and in fact, because I was willing to push through and not let them define me, they, they became like, instead, instead of a setback, it became a setup, TDJs. <laughs> um, so for real though, like, can you, can you think of moments like that or you have any thoughts on that? Because I think that would be really helpful for yeah, people listening. Um, I would say, so uh, I, I spoke on this when we were talking about our careers and everything, but there was a moment, um, I want to say it was like the beginning of 2016, maybe, yeah. um, where I had, uh, I'd, I'd, I had left working for East West and I went to work with Alex a kid and I was his engineer at, um, at Larrabee and I, mean, I had a room up there and it was, I, 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 I thought this was my moment. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, I was working on Imagine Dragons. I was working on Ex Ambassadors who hadn't released their album yet. Incredible. I, you know, it was Ex like doing. Yeah. I played with those guys once at, oh, uh, really? at South by. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Super great guys, yeah. man. I love them. Really yeah. nice dudes. Um, but I, I was working with them. I was working with, uh, Skylar Gray. I was working with, um, 
Jamie and Commons, like some big names for the, sure. the industry. Yeah. And I thought I made it, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm an engineer now. I'm literally, I'm in the same studio as Jason Joshua and Manny Marroquin. Crazy. We're peers, yeah. you know, like yeah. they literally. I'm not laughing, but I, I'm sure that felt great. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like, I was like, oh my God, dude, like Manny Marroquin, like literally we, I get done at the end of the day, I go have some wine with Manny out yeah. on his porch and Crazy. we like sit and talk about stuff yeah. and, you know, just, and not as like a, like a mentor mentee type yeah. of thing, but yeah. like we're peers, you yeah. know? And I was yeah. like, and and he respected me and Jason respected me. And I thought, man, I'm, I made it. Yeah. I made it. I am fucking, I'm there. Yeah. And then, um, and then Larrabee is a little bit outside of, of, uh, it's up in North Hollywood. And, um, <clears throat> so it's a little bit outside of Hollywood, you know, sure. and, uh, and Alex decided he wanted to be in Hollywood. So he got a studio at Capitol, uh, and Capitol, because they're all union there, makes you use their engineers. Oh, so we had to shake you off. So yeah. literally after working with him for almost a year, uh, I, I got a call on like a Friday from his manager. Wow. And he was just like, yeah, uh, Alex doesn't need you next week. And I was just like, on a technicality. And just I was just like, it. oh, okay. And he was like, and I was like, well, you know, what about after that? He's like, no, 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 no. Like he doesn't need you anymore. And I was just wow. like, uh, <laughs> that sucks a lot, you know? Yeah. So I had like this, and and I was working six days a week for him, and I, you know, really was putting a lot of time, and I lost sure. all my freelance clients, and that moment, I I immediately, like, I, I had some money saved up, thankfully, like, because I'd been, you know, trying to, like, yeah. pay off bills and get my stuff together yeah. and everything. So I had a little bit of money saved up, but not much. I'm talking, yeah. like, maybe five to $7,000 or yeah. something like yeah. that. Enough to, like... Pay rent for it a few months. It might sound like a lot, but yeah, in LA, that's... Uh... Yeah, yeah, it was like... I think my apartment was probably like almost 900 a month or whatever yeah. at that point. And, um, and I, I uh, you know, I, 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 I had a family. I had a, yeah. a daughter and a, and a girlfriend and, yeah. and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to survive. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to do. Yeah. And I... Uh, that was like the the most I ever felt like I'm just I'm I like I literally remember calling my ex and I was like I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do like yeah. I don't I don't think I can stay here and she actually to her credit she was like just you know stay calm sure just Write keep it out. doing yeah. what you do yeah like you you never failed at this yeah. once like just keep going and we'll see what happens. We'll figure sure. this out. Like, don't, don't, but don't. That quit alone is yet. good advice, unless you have to. Don't make a you know a drastic move, right? And, and panic. And I, I, this was at that time. This is when I was saying before that I went and I, I talked to the guy that owns the salt mine in in Phoenix. Yeah. Which is like, and he was like, "Well, I'm looking for somebody with a little more experience." And I was yeah. like, "I'm like more experienced than anybody you've ever met." But okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> the like, salt mine is a studio, by the way. You yeah, were looking to. Yeah, it wasn't actually mining <laughs> salt or anything. That sounds like you're trying to get it. You just panic and go get a job at a mine. <laughs> So, um, so oh, I, I was like, man, I don't, I, you know, and then that kind of snapped me back and I came back to LA and, um, and I just, I just grinded. I just did what I had to do. But yeah. that was to me probably the most defeated I'd ever felt wow. in the industry where I was just like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else, like, because I can't, I can't go back in my head. I can't go back to assisting, yeah. you know, cause I was already, I already went up a level, you yeah. know, if I go back to assisting, it's going to look like i failed big time, yeah. you know? And so, uh, and I was like, but also nobody wants to hire me to engineer because nobody knows who I am and I haven't sure. done anything big, yeah. you know? Like yeah. all my credits at that time were like assistant engineer yeah. credits. There was nothing really like impressive on there. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me anyways, I didn't feel like there sure. was a lot of, yeah. you know, but, um, 
I, 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 I worked, I took any gig that came, anything, even if it didn't pay. Sure. Or didn't pay much. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what? I, don't, I already don't have any money. Yeah. You know, I already am not, I'm already not getting paid. If, if this introduces me to one person, if this gives me an opportunity to meet just one person that might employ me sure. somewhere else yeah. or give me another opportunity, yeah. this will have been a successful gig. Yeah. And, um, and I did that. I, I, man, I, 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 I busted my ass so hard that year. I took anything. I was literally like trolling through Craigslist, like, like engineer <laughs> available, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in home recording if needed type stuff. And, um, and I was like, you know, I, I would, I would meet people anywhere. I would meet people. I would just be, Hey, yeah, man, I'm an engineer. If you ever need a mix or anything, just yeah. let me know. And like, I just, I just powered through it. And at the end of the year is whenever I, um, I, uh, met Vic Mensa and that's whenever things started picking back up yeah. for me. But it was almost an entire year, Wow, an entire like year yeah. where I felt I'm, I'm not going to make it, man. Yeah. Like I'm, I like I'm paycheck to pay. Every single dollar that came in went straight to paying bills. And sure. there were several months where, like, I was like, "Well, so I'm just not going to pay my rent." And that's when that was like literally the first time in my life I realized, like, you could just not pay your rent. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a thing. Sure, yeah, you get like fines and yeah. stuff and everything, yeah. but like, you could just not pay your rent. Yeah. They can't. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. You you got to just like do it and yeah. And uh, I don't know if I told this before, but it was a very funny situation. I did not pay my rent like a few months in a row. And then they sold the apartment complex to somebody oh, else. you said. And, and then <laughs> I was like, like, there is a God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I don't know, man. Was, uh, yeah. They must have just not written it down or something. I don't know. Those guys oh, were. Uh, <laughs> perfect. So I got out of paying them back. So oh, that's too good. <laughs> I was pretty stoked yeah. on that. Not but, to, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Yeah, that, that I, I want to like echo what I hear in your answer because it, obviously there's a bunch of specific things, uh, but like the overarching theme that I hear is like you just didn't stop which I know sounds cheesy can sound motivational that's not how I mean it at all but I do think there is uh, some power in just continuing to do what we know to do yeah and then trusting that life or opportunity or relationship will uh, unfurl the next opportunity because if you hadn't kept going then it would have stopped one of the moments in that whole thing that really actually like made the long-term impression in my brain yeah was that, you know, it's like, just keep doing what you do. Yeah. It, it's going to figure itself out eventually. Yeah. You just yeah. have to have a little bit of faith. And I, I hate that because, like, I know there's so many people out there, like, you, you know, it's like it, it, it's like the, the evangelical, like, yeah. pastor up there oh, yeah. being like, you just have to have faith that the Lord will provide for you yeah. and everything will go the way that you need it to and just make sure you send me 1995 for uh, you know. It's like, <laughs> but it's like, uh, but the reality is, is like, if you, if you put your real honest devotion towards something and yeah. you like and and you you have all the other things that are yeah. out there you know it's like i had the skill i had the i had the knowledge i had the connections i had all the stuff yeah i just didn't have them right then yeah you know yeah, i just yeah. didn't have it at that exact moment yeah. but i it was gonna circle all around i no, was gonna true. get it you know i think uh except for the 1995 thing I do have that kind of faith. So that's worked well for my life, but I'm, I'm saying that as a self-deprecating joke. Uh, you can send us 1995 if yeah, you want, although do. I don't yeah, know that yeah, it will yeah, cover please. our rent anymore. PayPal, uh, Breezy Will. I love what you're saying, and, and the reason I even highlight that or go back to the evangelical joke is it can be rooted in impractical spiritual faith, and if that works for your life, then good for you. It, it's worked for me, but I do believe there's also a practical application because what you're describing is you didn't know, let's say it's step number five, 
that brings success. You you didn't know what step number five was, but you did step number one, right? And that eventually brought along step number two, and then you figured out because of a relationship and some random person you met, step number three, and then you're at the studio and you meet this person. Does that make sense? Yes. And uh, you don't practical... always know the steps exactly, that you need. but just do the next thing. And yeah. there is a practical. It doesn't have to be spiritual or faith based. Like there is a practical application to just continuing. And I, I won't even dig into it for the sake of time. But I have. Well, we, we've got a lifetime of episodes. Hopefully, assuming yeah. this doesn't tank. I'm assuming <laughs> this isn't a failure. That'd be the perfect. It, honestly, that'd be the great a, a great meta. Thing to do is just tank this so we can use this as an example of failure. No, but I can think of many situations in my career and my life, but we'll keep it career specific, where I I can see the way it worked out, and that was step five. And the thing I did, which we'll call step one in this random situation I've made up here, this like diagram I've made up, it had nothing to do with five, but I can look back and see how it absolutely sure. was the first step on the way to five. And so I hope, I, I think that makes sense to people listening. Yeah. So I, we can't tell you, we can't sit here and diagnose your problem. This isn't a call-in situation. Yeah. Although a live audience would be fun at some point to yeah. answer questions, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying, and I think people get it. You may not know the the final step to get all the way there, but if you do the next thing, at least you're on your way. Yeah. And so if, if you can you stomach it. I think you said something recently about if you don't, if you don't know what you want to do, you do what you have to do. Dude, when you until, don't know what you want to do, do what you know you have to do. Right. So I can't remember who said that to me, but yeah, it's yeah. No, stuck I with think me. that that's such valuable. Like, do what you know you have to do, and then let the other pieces fill in. Sometimes, yep. you know, uh, and this is this is it's funny that we talked about production and writing songs and stuff too, because this is actually something that I I very truthfully believe in. Uh, it, sometimes, a lot of times, when I'm writing a song, I don't know where it's going. Sure. I have yeah. no idea where it's going to end up. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I don't have any. In, and I start throwing stuff at it. Yeah. And, and again, this is like that, you know, the failure thing or whatever. I'll throw stuff at it and throw stuff at it and throw stuff at it. And then I'll be like, well, that doesn't work. And that doesn't work. And that doesn't work. And that doesn't work. But, but then somewhere along the way, I'm like, like, sometimes it's like, you know, like I'll play like, like 30 takes a guitar on something. Sure. And I use one note you yeah. know like and I use one <laughs> yeah. note and I'm like yeah that one you know? yeah it's like yeah. and it's like just a weird sound I'm not even using it as a guitar sound and yeah. it's like you don't always know where you're going to end up with all this stuff For and sure. you don't always know all the steps in between but if you do the things that you know you need to do and then just let it sort itself out yep. a little bit along the way I think that that is absolutely yeah. one of the best ways to like to solve these these issues whenever yeah. you're just like I'm, I'm a little lost on what I'm doing well yeah then do what you need to do. So true. And yeah. then go from there. Or, and to boil it even further, like to, to, what's the word? I'm like, uh, yeah, boil it all the way down. Uh, you don't let failure stop you. If you just keep moving, it's bound to work itself out. Or you're it's, bound to figure it it's out so if you just keep moving. so funny that there is a distill. term. Distill. That was the word distill, I was looking for. Yeah. Let's distill it all the way down. There we it's go. It's so funny that there's a term uh, failing upwards. Sure. You know? Yeah. Because it is totally possible yeah. to never yeah. succeed at something and still succeed yeah. throughout life. You yeah. know? Now, yeah. sometimes I do consider myself failing upwards, but <laughs> but it's been going yeah. well so far. But yeah, yeah you no, know, it's, it's, it's definitely a thing where you have to take... Uh, you you have to know that you don't know everything, yeah, and you don't know how things are going to turn out. No, I, I mean legitimately, it, you know, one of the the first failures that got me to here, and I, I joked yeah. about this earlier about all engineers being failed musicians, is like my band fell apart. Sure, you know, yeah. my band fell apart, and I was like, I'm 25, I'm too old to start a new project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was like 
I, I walked into engineering at 25 years old, never having done it in my entire life, yeah. never having known anything about it really, like having bare minimum information. But it worked out for me because, you know, it was like I had a bunch of other things that had failed before and I knew, well, this is like easier than that. So yeah. just like, just follow these things and just keep going in this direction. Yeah. It will work out eventually. Yeah. And, and I definitely saw almost immediately inside of this, this industry allows for a lot of mistakes. Yeah. You know, yep. like this industry can, can really, it's very forgiving in a lot of ways sure. because, yeah. because until you're famous, really, yeah. you could be messing up all the time yeah. famous and no one's ever going to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, once you're famous, then people talk sure. about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah that's but true. here's one of my favorite uh, failure moments uh, is, uh, you know, Greg Fiddleman, he, um, he mixed uh, Death Magnetic, you know, the, oh, the Metallica well. album. Yeah. Now he has done hundreds of other albums that are some of the best albums you have ever heard, yeah. right? But that one, that Death Mag had, they put a petition out and it got 10,000 for Greg Fiddleman to never work with Metallica No again. way. Yes. <laughs> like Metallica fans? Yes. Unbelievable. 10,000 signatures. This is like wow. pre, well, it wasn't pre-internet, but like before people were putting petitions yeah, on the yeah, internet. Yeah. It, was like it wasn't actual, just as easy yeah, as Yeah, it was just yeah. easy. They physically like, went and got yeah, signatures. They yeah. got 10,000 people to yeah. say like, yeah, Greg Fiddler. So wow. it's like, you can be all the way at the top and still have some like, some sure. incredible fans, you know, yeah. and, and we see this all the time with bands, you know, it's like, uh, not that I want to single out poor Chance on this, but like, you know, Chance the Rapper was highly regarded as like one of the new faces of rap. And he sure. had some, you know, he even said on a damn song, I met, yeah. I met Kanye West, I'm never going to fail. Sure. Then he, yeah. then he put out Big Day Out and, <laughs> and it was critically smashed pretty hard for yeah. a while. Yeah. But also... That didn't stop him. Yeah. That didn't stop him from making music. He's yeah. still doing, he's still putting stuff out. Yeah. He still keep going. It's like, you're not immune to failure at any level. Yeah. At any level. Yeah. It hurts more when it's, you know, when it's critically destroyed, you know. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and, for sure. I and think millions of people say this is horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're highlighting to me, and again, this is really, this is just a good life lesson, but uh, just make, like, Pursue music because that's the context in which this conversation is happening. Pursue your music because you love it and because you want to. Uh, don't ride the waves of your success or your failures too high. If you're defined by your success, you'll be defined by your failure. Right. If you're defined by people's affirmation, you'll be defined by their disapproval. So you got to like just keep doing your thing. You got to do this because you love it. I'm sure we both know... At, Distilled all the way down, back to that <laughs> fancy word that I forgot, but then remembered. Uh, we're in this because we want to. There are easier jobs. There are more reliable jobs. There, there's a lot of things we could do, but we want to be in music. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because it's what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, and then when you succeed, you get to succeed. When you fail, it's a part of the process. And you're not defined by either of those things. Like we talked about earlier, you're not just doing what you want to do or what you know. You, know, you're, you just yeah. keep moving forward. So. So, um, so I, I want to round this out. Problems. Yeah. What, uh, how, do we, how do we land a plane? Uh, I got, I got this. I am going to, uh, I'm going to share, uh, I'm going to share a couple of my favorite 
uh, spectacular failures. No, I can't wait. I don't, not not mine. Uh, I don't. I don't have many like spectacular failures. Like a lot of times, like like we talked about this whole time. Like I pivot. You know, sure. it's like yeah. you you won't you won't catch me failing very often sure. because yeah. I I will find a solution you and just move. It. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like there's always an answer. Yeah. But uh, I've seen some other people, and, and these are uh, these are failures of um, some lower level people getting into the industry. Oh, I can't wait. Um, my, my first one was, uh, I, I'm going to, all these people have connect, well, not one of them, but some of these people have connections. In the, so there was this, um, well-known, uh, uh, VP at a, at a label who asked, um, the manager of the studio to, to give his, his kid a job. And, uh, I could tell almost immediately upon meeting this kid that, he just had no interest whatsoever in doing this. Oh, like wow. he just did not want to do this. And I could tell right away, like, you know, I have this thing. I feel like when I meet somebody at a studio, I can tell within, you know, five minutes of meeting them, whether they're actually going to succeed or not in this industry. And I have seen a tremendous amount of people fail in this industry. And I say like, I mean, like I, I know, let's say, five engineers that have started in this building and are now successfully like making their way sure, through the industry. Sure. And I know a hundred, yeah, yeah, yeah. 200 yeah. maybe that, that did not have that success. So, um, so this kid is, is one of those that did not have that success. He, um, he comes in and the very first day uh, he, he he goes in on a food run. He's a runner here. He, yeah. he goes on a food run, and he leaves the client's credit card on top of his car and drives away. Oh, no. Which, you know, that's like one of those like, oh, man, that's like – because that's like as, – as the assistant in the studio, yeah. that's the worst thing that you got to go sure. and tell the client like yeah. – Hey it's man, like your like, one job, dog. Yeah, yeah it's like just keep card. track of the credit card and make sure the food's yeah. correct. Yeah. He shows up, doesn't have the credit card. He lost it. He doesn't even know for sure where he lost it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, man, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Like, all right, this happened four more times. What? Four more times. Now, and we all know, like, okay, bro's dad, somebody kind of important in yeah. the industry, like whatever. Uh, and so after a few weeks, you know, uh, he, he gets sent on his way Wow! and he's gone. And, uh, a few, like a couple weeks goes by after that. And we get a phone call at the studio from his dad <laughs> and Was he's he like, famous? Hey, can I, can I speak to my kid? No way. <laughs> That wasn't the twist I was expecting. He didn't tell. He just he thought he was still there. Bro was off skiing. Wow. <laughs> he just didn't even tell his dad. He didn't. He didn't even. Classic. He didn't get fired. A classic nepotism story yeah, yeah. too. Just was like, eh, I don't need to yeah. tell. And he just was leaving the house every day, wow. like he was still working at the studio. Yeah. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> that was so great, man. I couldn't believe if he, it. If this kid like, didn't have money, I would. After four times, I would have assumed he was. Stealing the cart or doing something. Yeah, fishy. yeah. Bizarre. But it's like no, it's just a, a mess. He's just a mess. Whatever he is, uh, and so so this there was like a time period, I, and I've seen a, a, only a handful of people get fired. It's very hard to get fired sure. from from East West. Like if they believe in you enough to bring you on, and I spoke about this before. Whenever I had my big failure here, when I dropped yeah. the filing cabinet down the stairs and destroyed the building and everything, uh, 
if they believe in you enough to bring you on, yeah. they believe in you enough to give you some chances, yeah. you know? And, like, you, you have to, like, severely mess up to finally yeah. get fired. And it usually takes a long time of you doing this to get fired. Yeah. Uh, but there was this one kid that worked here one time back when I was still here as an assistant. And first off, he, he like, he would do the most annoying things to me all the time. Like, I, I would be, like, I would be doing a session and maybe we recorded some trumpets, let's say. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he'd always try and come in and make like small talk with me yeah. and be like, bro, I heard them trumpets, man. They were fire. And I'd be like, ah, oh, man, like you're just, you're not going to make it in. Because like, that's yeah. not how you talk to people. Nobody wants to talk sure. about how fire the trumpets they recorded yeah. that day were. You yeah. know, it's like, it was just trumpets. It wasn't that big of a deal. But he would like, he would always annoy me in this like really specific way where yeah. he was always like, he like he would ask me like really arbitrary questions yeah. like 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 uh, just like like you know I'd be using like a, an industry standard some like a forty four like say yeah. a ribbon mic on a yeah. tr- let's say we're back in the trumpet world and I'd use like a a forty four and he'd be like bro where did you learn how to use a forty four like that and I'd be like what yeah. like what it honestly of- just sounds like this guy is looking for some interaction like yeah he just it felt friends. like that a lot yeah. and like i was always trying to be but like he just did it in like the oh it doesn't make it not annoying yeah, it, you, yeah. at the worst times yeah. in front yeah. of clients sure. you know like yeah. in the worst ways like he just had a habit of always interacting with me yeah in the worst ways at the worst time man and and i always would like and the funny part about it is i would always be complaining about him yeah and he would always like be within earshot somehow. And so he'd be like, like, I'd be like, man, that guy's such an idiot. He does something. And then he'd be like, oh, hey, man. And he'd like pop up from behind the console or something. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God. And then I'd have to act like I was doing it on purpose when yeah. really I didn't. Yeah. So this kid is here for like a few weeks. And there was, used to be this guy who worked here. He was like the, he was in charge of the, the sound library yeah. stuff, you know, the, the East West lab stuff. And um, he, he, he hated this guy so much. Like yeah. he just every time he'd see him, he would just be like, "Oh, that guy's an idiot," you know. Like he was just so <laughs> mad all the time, and um, and, and that's what makes this next part so funny. So one day he comes in, and he goes, "Who in the f- is Stephen Gonzalez?" And I was like, what "Shout do you-? out, Stephen!" I was like, "What do you mean, who's Stephen Gonzalez?" And I was like, "The guy you hate." And he was yeah. like, "His name's Stephen." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he didn't know. I was like, name. you didn't know his name this whole yeah. time. You hated this guy. And he, I was like, why are you even asking this? And he's like, I found his credit card out in the back <laughs> on a pile of cocaine. <laughs> oh my gosh! And he had just he had he had had he had had uh, his his. He, I guess he he just he was doing blow. Wow, clearly in yeah. the back. Yeah, and he had used his own credit card. To cut no it up. No wonder he was so hyped on your usage of the yeah. ribbon mic. He'd used his credit card to cut, and then he left it on top of the, wow. the cocaine Dude, that's for like everybody sh- to that's see. That's like a shtick from SNL or something, like his oh, literal credit card with his name, name on, on it. it. Yeah. Just fully identifying oh, himself man. and everything. But this is the funniest part. When they call him into the office to be like, I'm going to censor this guy's name, by the way, because that's mean to like ruin somebody's whole life over this. Although there's probably like a million Steven Gonzalez's, so it's fine. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he he gets caught into the the office and they're like, "Bro, like what 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 are you doing?" And he just goes, 
I thought y'all were cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. I, I just thought y'all were cool. Yeah. Oh, man. No, man. Not that cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, aren't. Man. You're a runner, man. <laughs> How is it? Just fired on the spot, oh, man. Oh, that's so good. His credit card. He just... Like, leave his wallet. I just, His passport. His passport. Yeah. yeah. Just like wrapped up like a couple oh, bags of heroin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It oh, was man. so... Br- I just like... Like... That's a that is a classic. You just aren't really reading yeah. the room. Because I have to add. Sure, we get fucked up. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you're you're. We're talking about failure here. This is just stupidity. Mm. So you, you know you should do your best to not be stupid. You might be when you're young, but if you're that stupid, you will just. That's just fired. straight failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's just stupidity. Straight, you are gone, buddy. Yeah. Like that, you don't understand. You are missing a crucial yeah. element Gosh, to this whole process. We don't have. We're. we're we got to be out of time. But this is worth its own topic, uh, like uh, behavioral things, or like how to not embracing that you're an idiot, but how to not be an idiot in these settings, uh, and how to avoid getting fired. It yeah. shouldn't have to be said that you shouldn't snort coke and cut your lines with your credit card and then leave it on there leave to it. identify yourself <laughs> later. But you know, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, at least be somewhat secret about it you know at least have a little bit of secret i mean yeah sure there's lots of drugs and shit in the industry but like you gotta like literally that's like that's like that's like being a drug dealer and like putting a little picture in every single one like this was distributed (laughs) by steven (laughs) like look at it go man that's classic uh, so yeah, so um, I think the the big takeaway from the whole the whole episode here is um, there is uh, there there's 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 different types of failure. There's there's failure that you can come back from, yeah. and there's failure that you can't come back from. Yeah, and uh, and and the key is to never fail in a way that you can't come back from. Yeah, you know? that's good. don't let it Just define you. Don't let it define you, like you said, you know. And I think that that's a really good. Uh, that's, a, that's a really good way of looking at it because again, and I loved what you said too about how you're not defined by your successes and you're not defined by yeah. your, you know, it's like, like, uh, you know, I, I look at that. This is something that somebody asked me about recently cause they had a bad session and this is my, my whole overarching like theme of this is yeah. like, if you have a hundred sessions yeah. and 99 of them go great yeah. and one of them goes bad. You're not a bad engineer. No, you're not a bad yeah, producer. You're yeah. not a bad writer. You're not. It's like. But if you give in to your your own insecurity, it's that one that will stand out. Yep. That that you'll dwell on and you'll think about it up at night. And yeah. here we are talking about some of these like failure moments yeah. in our careers. When really, that's such a, a, a like a minuscule part of our. I I you career. know I don't I don't think about any of those. Yeah. You know, like except for when those moments. You know, it's it's the like it's like the meme about like you know remembering the really cringe thing you did when you were seven years old and it still keeps yeah. you awake at night. Yeah. It's 2 a.m. and you're thinking yeah, about Yeah, you're still you, thinking yeah. about that. But, it's, you know, but you, you're not over there. You, you don't treat your successes the same way. Yeah. Like, I don't sit up at night being like, oh, yeah. man, I really nailed that yeah. one time. That yeah. was, I'm great at this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's, I think you keep your failures, you know, in a box and, and you use them as learning experiences yeah. and yeah. you lose them, use them for what they are, yeah. which is just... You know, it's just a thing that happened, and then you you make sure that you stay on top of who you are, yeah. Which is someone who you know who pivots from those, someone who makes you know who who uses those as, as learning experiences to never get stuck in those again, yeah. And then you go from there. Yep, yep, that's so true. I'll say you know it's I know this isn't what you're saying, but I I wouldn't tell people not to celebrate their successes 
or to dwell on them. There's nothing wrong with hyping yourself up. I hype myself. You know, I think I'm great. Yeah. But if you ride your, uh, if you ride the wave up, like you're just committed to riding the wave all the way up, and you're always riding waves, then you're gonna crash and ride it down too. Yeah. So you know what I mean. You got to keep that. You, uh, you just have to be who you are, and don't ride any of the waves up or down too. A really too, great too hard. thing. Uh, the, this producer Southside uh, told me one time. He said that having a number one record is one of the worst things that can happen. I know to you where as a you're person. going. Yeah. Yep. Because everything you do after that, you fell off. Sure. Yeah. So it's like if you are riding just on those example. successes. Yeah. If you're just talking about your successes, well, the second yeah. you're not number one. Yeah. You're a failure. Yep. And that's how you're so going to feel. So true. Or think of for us, you know, we do some content stuff. We were on we mess around on TikTok. Yeah. If you if you got hyped anytime someone commented something positive or was into you, uh, you believe what they say about you, then you're going to have to ride the lows and believe the negative things. Yep. And, and I, I, again, I realize there's a nuance to that. I, 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 I realize someone could say like, well, no, take the positive and, and get rid of the negative. But I'm just saying you can't believe other people. You can't believe the failures or the successes. Right. You just got to keep doing what you do, do what you feel you know you're supposed to, what you're passionate about, what you're called to do, whatever, however you would define it. Just keep doing that. You, you just can't believe what other people say. Absolutely. The number one thing, that's, uh, yeah, that's an interesting thought. There's no, nowhere to go but down. Yeah. I don't believe that, but I'm sure that's how it feels. Yeah, it's, it's got to yeah. be how it feels. I mean, you know, it's like, it, like what, what's, what's the real end state of a, of a career in this industry? Is yeah. there, are, are, do you want to be the Beatles? Because, mm. you know, half of them are dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other half, you, you know, like Ringo's not out here making records. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... Uh, you really gotta like you gotta you gotta analyze what the end state is. Yeah. You know, like being the biggest artist in the world is not attainable for every single person that yeah. exists. Yeah. But being proud of everything that you've done, yeah. that's attainable. Yeah. You know, to be to be appreciative of all the time that you've gotten to make music for a career instead of having to do something else. Yeah. And uh, and to and to have fought for that, and yeah. to 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 get past all of those failures, to get past all the things that you've like that have brought you down, to yeah. keep going. That's that's the end state for me. Yeah. It's just at the end of the day, I just I just want to keep doing this. Yeah. I just want to be able to keep doing this forever. And if yeah. I dwell on failure or on success, like that's going to be something that inhibits me at times. But if I just keep going, yeah. you know, there is always going to be my own personal successes that I can achieve, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, we solved it. We solved we figured it. it. Great. Out. So don't quit or whatever. It's a good ther therapy <laughs> session for for us and for all of you. Uh, I think um, just on a on a on our other note, like I think we're narrowing in on a name soon. We're gonna like yeah. have that all. Solved I think we might soon. have one. We shouldn't we say have, it yet, just yeah, in we case. Just in case, but we're narrowing in on a name, and I think uh, three episodes deep, baby. Three episodes and finally deep. Have a name. Yeah. All right. Uh, Again, I, I love that people uh, join this and listen to what we have to say, and probably, I mean, at least I hope will join us and, and listen yeah, to what they we will. have to say. This is but, all an experiment but if so not, far. We're, we're, this will be our failure that yeah. we talk about. <laughs> Legit, though. I mean, I, I'm telling you this, and then anyone who, but this is like, we're figuring stuff out. You know yeah. what I mean? Three episodes is still zero episodes. Like, well, this is going to get better. We're figuring out how to shoot this thing, different mics every time. Out, we still Hell keep yeah. it with the different mics. We are going to run out of microphones, like different we'll things rotate to use. Yeah. yeah, we'll just have to rotate. But again, uh, there's a really great video of uh, of uh, Frank Sinatra in Studio One singing It Was a Very Good Year with 
probably one of these incredible so we're we're very frank sinatra heavy over here i always like to point out so dope. and and i did notice on the last one when i was editing the uh the 77s that we use yeah uh yeah ribbons are pretty figure 80 and <laughs> and they get a lot of room in them yeah. so they definitely oh, sure. so we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of critiques i think yeah. and i like yeah. that because this is like, you know, we are, you know, It's audio almost fitting guys. that they would all sound different. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. It's like, yeah. and then maybe at the end of the season, we'll like, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a vote on which, which episode sounded the sure. best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that will be the official if podcasting microphone. One last thing I'll say is, and this is a note for us as well as anyone out there, we're, in these episodes, we, we, we do our best... Uh, we, we tether the episode to a topic. This was failure, but of course, we're covering a million things. There could be 10 more episodes on failure, and, and they could all be helpful. So uh, the point I'm making is if ever you want to hear more about a topic, you want or, or if there was something we mentioned, like a one little minuscule thing that was brought up during yeah. a, you know the hour, two-hour-long thing that you want us to, to go back to, it would be so easy. I think we're both taking mental notes through these. Sure. We will probably grab 10 random to topics that came up during this couple-hour yes. conversation and turn each of those into their own episode. So if you hear something and you're like, I want to hear more about that, that story, that topic, that approach, uh, let us know. I don't even know. I, I can't even tell you where people are listening. I guess leave a comment on yeah, wherever somewhere. you're listening to this, but let us know or hit us online. Yeah. But yeah, I would yeah, want to know. Yeah, if yeah we're, very, we're both very present online yeah. in many different places. If you so. wanted to hear something specific, I would, it'd be fun to talk about specific Absolutely. topics. Absolutely. Love, love when people, like, especially when we just, because, you know, I had this thought the other day. I, I did a, um, a video on a, on a vocal chain, and somebody said, I'm a producer but I don't even know what a vocal chain means. I don't know oh, what that wow. means. Yeah. And I thought, you know, there's stuff that we think all the time where we don't even know what how... people know. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, because we're so deep in it, you know? Yeah. Like, you are a lifetime at this point, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I'm the better part of a decade and a half of it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't remember what it's like to not know words like impedance or, you know, yeah. or gain staging, yeah. you know, and yeah. stuff like that. It's like... Don't forget to explain those yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's yeah. any of those things ever, I want this always to be very, like, uh, understandable for, for anybody. So please, please throw some comments in there and, and interact with us so that we can always, uh, so we can always improve too. Because yeah. again, that's our favorite, that's our favorite part of us is we're yeah. always, we're always getting better. You yep. know, we, yeah. we take our past lessons and we learn from them. So yep. Yep. one of those lessons being we probably shouldn't use 77s again. <laughs> they look great, but we need a deader it. room. This room's really, it's, it's got live. big high ceilings, yeah. man. It's got big high ceilings. Yep. All right, yo. We love you Thanks, all. Thanks, y'all. Signing off or whatever.